Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Hey, welcome once again, peeps, to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. Got a great show for you today. We got Frankie Twiggy Reed, is that correct? That's it. I just saw your nickname. I didn't know you were. I didn't notice your nickname till you wrote it down. Twiggy. <laughs> yeah, Twiggy. I've had that for about thirty years now. Where did Twiggy come from? The nickname. Six foot five, tall, skinny. Really? Yeah. Six so foot five. when I, yeah, so when I got out of service, man, I started playing like softball many years down in Nashville, Tennessee. After I got out of service in Clarksville, Tennessee, and I hooked up with these guys and. They're like, man, you're like tall and skinny like a twig. And this <laughs> one guy said, that's it. We're going to start calling you Twiggy. So it's been like, God, like 93 I've had that nickname. So it just sucked. So pretty cool. Nice. Well, as long as you like yeah. it. So Frank Reed. That's right. A.K.A. Twiggy. Thanks for coming to the show, man. How you been yeah. doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks. Appreciate you being, you know, having me on your show. It's pretty cool. Now, man, uh, it's it's an honor to have you. We were just talking before the recording, um, and just as uh, Dan Perry had told me, uh, suggested to bring you on the podcast, that you've lived an interesting life, and uh, you have a lot of kayak fishing knowledge. So it seems like a perfect marriage to have you on my podcast. So, again, thank you <laughs> cool. so much for coming in. Yeah, yeah so, thanks. Frank, talk, tell us a little bit about yourself, for those that don't know you, and uh, how you got into kayak fishing. Yeah, man, so... Uh... Frank Reed, uh, hailing from Cumberland, Maryland, you know, born and raised for 17 years up there and decided to go into service in 1988, did four years, uh, got out of service in 92, um, took a little trip back home to uh, Maryland in 96 and was living up there and decided, you know, um, they didn't have any jobs for people who was taught how to jump out of airplane and kill people. So, um, <laughs> you know, they, they wasn't nobody looking for mercenaries, you know, back in the nineties. So it was just like, you know, I had to find a job, you know, and, um, I got into this thing of cabling building, you know, and there was a guy that was sitting behind a computer one day and I was just like, that's the line I just put in there. I'm like, and you're on my network now. And he goes, yeah. And I was just like, well, how do you do that? This guy starts showing me how to do, you know, stuff on a computer, you know, Armando. And I was just like, that's the life that I wanted, you know. And it was just like, I got in that guy's hip pocket. 
and he just started teaching me stuff, you know, and next thing you know, here I am 23 years later, I've been in IT since, so, you know, it's been pretty cool, it's been pretty cool. So basically your job training in, in your armed forces didn't translate a whole lot to your current job. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Not that at a safe all. assumption. Not at all. Yeah, that's definitely a safe assumption. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know we were talking on the pre-recording and you served in the first uh, Desert Storm. Desert Storm. Board, right? I did. Is that the name? Yeah. It feels so long no, ago. So Desert Storm, right? I know. It was. So, you know, at first it was called Desert Shield. Yeah. You know, for the longest while we were there, you know, and, um, Next thing you know, when the air war started, they were like, okay, now it's called Desert Storm, you know. So, um, yeah, I did uh, about a year over there um, out on uh, the Tigris River, um, sat out there, did some things. Um, and then sure enough, you know, we're getting ready to set up for the ground war. We had probably, God, in the neighborhood of around 20 uh, Apache helicopters to our right, and there was about... 50 um, Black Hawk where we were all staged to be on um, that morning and we were going to fly into Basra and, and take business in our hands and George Bush said you know what the ground war did, or the uh, air war did perfect so you know what guys we're ceasing we're ceasing nobody's going anywhere so yeah man we just sat out in the desert for a little while until it was time to come back home pretty much how was the bass fishing? Was, nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was pretty good. <laughs> if you could have fished the Tigris River in Euphrates, yeah, I'm sure it would have been amazing. How different is it being living there from what we used to see on CNN and Fox well, News and all that? I, I mean, you know, you go, you know, you land in um, King Fod International Airport, you know, and there is gold everywhere there i mean it's just like loaves of bread it's everywhere there you know and it's just like what we take gold for granted here it's just like that's nothing to them there you know so we landed on a tarmac there and it was 135 degrees 135 it, good lord oh yeah yeah but it felt like maybe like 90 because there's no humidity oh yeah that's true um so, I mean, you know, but here, you know, we're in, you know, in the middle of town, but it's when we started flying north, you know, getting away from everything, man, you get out of a, a helicopter at like two in the morning and when daylight comes up, like it's for miles, you don't see nothing but flat land, you know, so it was, it's definitely a changer for sure. You know, you're used to seeing buildings here and there and everywhere. And all of a sudden now you don't see nothing but flat land and scorpions and snakes and camel spiders for days. So. Yeah, it was definitely a change for sure. Definitely. Yeah, that's a big difference from Maryland to the desert, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple miles in between. How hard was it for you to adapt to civilian life? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, it's not, it wasn't easy. Um, you know, you see, you see carnage, you know, you see stuff that you know just a normal everyday person don't see, you know, and you see that stuff for months on end, you know, it it takes a toll on you. Um, even as brainwashed as the service had to get us, you know, it still takes a toll on you. You have to be mentally tough. I mean, I don't get me wrong with that, but at the same time, you know, when you get back to civilian world, you know, and they tell you to take a 30 day leave, um, and then come back, you know, um, it was kind of, it was, it wasn't kind of, it was really tough, um, for me. Um, so I got, man, I got hooked onto the drinking and the drugs so bad, man. Like, Cause I needed something to mask, you know, I needed to hide behind it. You know, I didn't want to face it. So, you know, it got really bad, man, you know, and here I am, I'm stealing from my mom, I'm stealing from my sisters. Oh, it got bad, dude, you know, and then they were just like, you're out. We can't have you in our home anymore, you know, and here I am, you know, 26 years old, man, living under a bridge in Cumberland, Maryland for four months, you know, it's not the lifestyle that I planned on living, you know, at 26, you know, and it was just, I just did what I did, man, you know, and, and February 15th, 1996, I was just like, you know what, I've had enough of this life, I need help, um, I, I called my mom, you know, on a payphone, um, and I was just like, come and get me, and when she did, you know, they took me straight to the hospital, um, I gotta say, I, I don't recall what happened, because I was told um, that for four days I was in the hospital, 
with IVs in me and they were getting me back up to par, you know, I was too dehydrated, so you know, beat up with drugs and all that stuff. Um, my mom had set up uh, with a lady from the VA hospital, Martinsburg, West Virginia. And they got me in there under the homeless program. And then I did 30 days of that. And then I ended up doing um, 10 months of drug rehab, you know, and, and I got myself right, got my mind right, got my body right, you know, and man, I haven't had anything since, like I said, February 15, 1996, man, it's just been high on life ever since, you know, been pretty dope and pretty cool. Um, that's very great. That's very good to hear, man. And it's, yeah, uh, man. It's something that, you know, none of us that unless we've gone through that can completely understand what you've yeah. gone through and what it yeah. took to get back to, you know, uh, the yeah. new normal, what it is for you. Yeah. What is if you can if you can tell somebody that doesn't understand that never that doesn't understand that, that obviously has never lived that. Um, what would you tell them to kind of help them understand the, the perspective that you had to go through? Well, I mean, you know, the first thing, you know, you have to make that conscious decision that you don't want to live under a bridge, homeless, eating out of a freaking dumpster. And, you know, people think that's a joke, you know. I'm here to tell you, man, I lived it. It is not a joke, you know. When drugs get a hold of you, you can't, you know. But you got to have that conscious effort to finally get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Of waking up every day, shaking like a leaf on a tree, you know, finding where you're going to get your money after the next drug. And, you know, once you make that conscious effort to say, you know what, I'm done. The only thing you're going to do is just keep doing it over and over and over again, you know. And, and, and I've talked into many a rooms in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous over the years, you know. And the thing is, it's, it's always the truth. Making the first step, admitting that you got the problem and then getting out there getting in the room, get into a hospital, get your mind right, get your body right. And, 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 you know, it does work, you know, people, not only who I fish with now, um, who know my story, um, would never have ever looked at me and said, damn, Frank was homeless. Frank was a drug addict. Frank was, you know, I was a scum. I was a, piece of shit let's call i mean i was you know and people who know me now think that there was no way i was like that you know but i got plenty of people that would come on the show and tell you yes i was you know um you just you, you got to make that conscious decision to get yourself right like i said and it comes full circle you know you got to do the work you just don't walk into a room and say you know what i got a problem i'm good now help me you know it there was a lot of there was a lot of nights you know a lot of crying nights there was a lot of sleepless nights there was a lot of getting inside and coming to terms with you know things that happened over the years in my life you know people that i did wrong you know and stuff of that so i definitely came a full circle man and it, it, it it's been a blessing and it wasn't just me you know there's this thing called a god you know a higher power you know that that, that put me right you know that made me go through the things that I did to get me where I am today, you know, and I'm a firm believer of it, man. You know, I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't for that man upstairs. Two story stuff. That's very really true. Is. Amen to that. From the moment you decided, hey, I'm done, I'm tired of this, to the moment you actually got to where like, okay, now I'm back to, you know, the height of of me as a person. How hard was that transition? Because the one thing is to make the decision, and then it's now it's like, okay, I've reached the end of the road with this. Now I want to change. I want to change yeah. my direction. You make that turn. How hard was it that road to get back? Once yeah, you took man, that decision. It, it, yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's man. People like people just don't get it. like they, that. They seriously, the twelve steps of of you know getting clean and sober. The 12 steps, man, like that program is freaking amazing, you know, and in each in each step of it, you have to come to grips with the terms and you have to spill your guts. And that's a true story. You have to spill your guts in order to make that transition, to become a better person, to be a, you know, a better person in society, you know, to make yourself happy, joyous and free, you know, not sitting there lying to yourself or lying to your counselors or, you know, just to get yourself, you know, somewhat better 
you know, if you really wanted this, you know, which is I did, you know, um, I had to dig deep, you know, and it wasn't just surface shit, you know, this was deep, deep stuff, you know, that I had to put myself through, you know, to get better, to get right, you know, um, and that's why I said, you know, there's a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of nights of crying, a lot of nights of coming to grips, you know, um, Man, I'm going to tell you, it, it don't matter who you are. If you're two years old or if you're 50 years old, you know what? Sometimes you got to cry and you got to hurt. Yeah. You got to feel pain. And you got to feel shame, man. You know, and I felt every one of them going through that 10 months because I wanted to get back to me, you know, and, and it's still, you know, within the first few years, man, it was still a struggle. You know, uh, there would still be stuff creeping up in the back of my head, you know. Hey, you can go out and smoke this joint, or hey, you can have a line here, or you can have a drink, and you'll be okay. Nah, you can't do that, man. You know, if you really want this thing and you want it right, you got to stop it all, you know. And and I know that tape in my head of the eating out of the garbage cans or the living under the bridge, you know, to robbing your family to pay for, you know. I haven't still to this day, 24 five years of sobriety i still haven't forgot that you know and that's what keeps me in check um i i don't have to live like that no more you know um and and you know i i met a lot of great people over the years you know and i gotta tell you getting in this kayak bass fishing man um yeah it's a great community like, my god like it's amazing the people that i've met you know it really is it really is amazing people I met and that's great to hear because I know sometimes like when we on um, uh, group pages uh, dedicated kayak, kayak fishing and stuff like that you know a lot of the uh, negativity gets spilled over and pettiness and smack talk sure. and all that but the reality of the situation is if we focus on that then yeah all we're going to find is negativity but the kayak fishing community in itself it's it's a very warm and inviting community and it you see so many people from um both um uh guys and girls that um served in the armed forces that have uh, found a niche in this community because a the nature of the sport is so calming but at the same time it gives you those um you know those competitive um fluids going through your vein you know the, that excitement yep. that adrenaline of hooking a bass yeah. or whatever it is for some guys it's uh big bull reds on on the marshlands other guys it's it, it may be um deep sea um kayak fishing um marlings uh red snappers whatever it is you know whatever you sure. fancy sure. the sport in itself you know that and hooking into big bass it's just kind of like or big fish in general gives you that yeah. adrenaline so it's it's that balance of it's still exciting but at the same time being on the water is so calm it has a common effect on yeah. everyone especially yeah. when you've come from uh you know like yourself you had to adapt to a life of uh, of high octane and then a passive normal sure. picket fence kind of home which is not an easy transition <laughs> right. for you so now that you're into kayak fishing how how much have you enjoyed it? What do you love about kayak fishing? What have you learned about kayak fishing? And how how much do you want to keep uh, getting involved in kayak fishing? Yeah, man. So like, I gotta say, like it was I think it was like 2017. Me and this girl I was dating at the time, we just like, went to this park one day. I was just like, hey, let's go to the lake up here. Uh, we got a place called Lake Frederick back home in Stephen City, Virginia. And I was like, let's go up here, you know, just spend the day, you know, to walk around the lake. You know, I got up there, Armando, and they had flat bottom John boats. They were 10 foot long and they had um, pulley motors on the front. I was like, hey, let's go out on one of these, you know, get out in the water. And, you know, we went out on that thing. And I ran into a guy who I now know what the kayak is because I didn't know at the time. It was a Vibe Sea Ghost, um, can't smoke camo, and he had about. 40 rod holders like all over like he had all these pvc connections together and fishing rods everywhere and i, I ain't gonna lie that was the dopest looking thing i'd ever seen and i was just like talking to him about it man and and it was just like i want one of them i want there's that addiction there's that 
like I want to do that right there, you know. And it was you're out on the water. It's peaceful. It's calm. It's serene. You see stuff out there that we don't see when we're walking into an office. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. several bald eagles now flying in getting a fish out of the water and i'm thinking damn i could have caught that fish you know it was a nice (laughs) you know and seeing deer cross you know the the lakes and stuff you know that we don't see normally you know and this kayak bass fishing stuff has turned me on to that kind of stuff that i enjoy now you know and it's like i can't wait to get to the water i can't wait to get to that next tournament i can't wait to meet this person who i've met on facebook hundreds of times but I've never actually physically gave them daps or gave them a hug or something of that nature, you know? Backpacking is allowing us to do that. Like, it is amazing to be out there with these people. It really it is, man. Because we do. Like, we see people and we've met people online. We know their name. We know that profile picture. We know how they give each other jabs and all that. It's But when you meet somebody, it is just like, it is so cool. It really it is. It really is cool stuff. Yeah, and when you combine the sport in itself with now the community, it, it makes it it takes it even to a higher level. It, it you know it kind of fulfills you in different levels in your life. You know, it gives yeah. you that camaraderie. It gives you that outlet where you're out of you know are your element. You know, being at the office, um, you you get your adrenaline pumping like we talked about oh, catching yeah. a fish. So it, it it's just different layers that kind of fulfilled that. Um, part of our lives that we need you know and yeah. i it's it's so interesting because i see people that i've talked to friends of mine that have known me before and i got into kayak fishing they're like why do you drive why do you get up at four in the morning to go for like are you crazy what are you doing all day did you catch anything it's like it's it's not just about catching a fish it's just the experience being out in yeah. the water like you said uh seeing wildlife just driving today to the lake i went to whitney lake and kind of took some dirt back roads to get to this cove and there's deer everywhere you know like 20 deer just crossing this dirt road while you're driving you get on the water yeah. and you see like you said wildlife eagle uh different things um that just kind of like yeah i'm sitting at an office or you know sitting on my couch eating potato chips I'm not going to see all this. I'm not going to be able to enjoy right. all this. It's so it, it it's that sense of adventure, that sense of just being out there in nature that is like, mm-hmm. yeah, what what better way? What other what other reason do I want to get up early in the morning and do something yeah. like this? If I do it to go to work and earn a paycheck, not because I love work, because I have to, then why would I do it to do something that I love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one thing, you know, when I seen that guy out there fishing that day, you know, I was just like, I want to do that. You know, so I did, you know, me and my girlfriend, we went back to the house. I like got online and I went fishing kayak. And she was just like, well, I'll go with you and fish. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I ordered like a, a Vibe T12 as a tandem kayak. You know, and I had this fishing kayak and like, I didn't know what to do with it, you know. And I had bought a I think it was a Plano tackle box, you know, and I went to Walmart and got me a rod and reel combo set. I don't even know what the hell it was in, you know, but just to get stuff, you know. And then like a month later, we <laughs> we we dumped each other and here I'm stuck with this like big kayak by myself, you know, and trying to paddle it, you know. And it was just like, you know what, I want what that guy had and you know, I had seen that he had that vibe seagull because I read it on the side. So I ordered one of them. So now I got this Vibe Seaghost smoke camo, and I was just like, okay, Facebook is the greatest place in the world. So I typed in kayak fishing <laughs> clubs, and it was just like, that, but... <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, you know. So I was like, I Have you been to the KBN group page? <laughs> good people over there. Ryan, <laughs> no, yeah. good they are, yeah, good they are. People, you know, they are. I, I, I've, I'm had, just... you know, I've had the opportunity to, to hang out with <laughs> yeah. those guys. So they're, they're pretty great people, for real. They really are. Don't let no, that person just... on the damn KBM page. They're, they're different behind us. Good guys. No, they are. But, they, I've yeah, had they're... them both on my podcast. Yes. Yeah. They are great people. They're great people. Yeah, and I'm so, just I mean, joking. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. You know, just sure enough, man. Like, I found, like, um, NVKBA, uh, yeah. Northern Virginia Kayak Bass Anglers, man, like, back home. And, 
I got in that group and I was just like, man, well, you know, I'm from Maryland, you know, there's got to be a Maryland list. I typed in, you know, Maryland kayaking. Next thing you know, here comes the Maryland kayak bass anglers. And I'm just like, oh my God. So now I'm in both of their clubs, you know, and I'm like traveling to Virginia, traveling to Maryland fishing tournaments. And then they got me introduced to this thing and they were like, hey, have you ever heard of KBF? I guess kayak bass fishing. And I was just like, okay. And they're like, oh, yeah, they got tournaments. You travel all over and you got a chance to win prize money. And, you know, okay, let's let's do it once. Let's, you know, it's a new thing. You know, like I said, it was addictive. So I tried it. You know, my very first fishing tournament out of state was Sharon Harris in North Carolina. Went down there and I I did absolutely horrible. I caught zero fish, but the scenery was wonderful down there. You know, I'd never been to North Carolina. So, I mean, you know, it just took off after that, you know. Um, I had seen another kayak down there that I thought was pretty dope. Uh, a guy had a, a wilderness radar. It had a pedal on it. I was just like, man, I've been paddling this five seagulls. It's kicking my ass. And I'm just like, you can pedal a kayak? I did not know this. So sure enough, I ordered one of them. I now next thing I'm in a wilderness, you know, and we ended up out in Kentucky fishing a KBF tournament out there on Cedar Creek Lake. And uh, one of my buddies had a Hobie. He had a PA-12 and I was just like, that's pretty cool looking. He's like, you got to sit in this thing. So sure enough, I sat inside that kayak and it was the second day of the tournament and I, was, I wasn't doing well at that tournament either. So it was just like, I want that kayak. I called Delaware Paddle Sports while I'm sitting in his kayak in the middle of the tournament and said, I'm in Kentucky right now. I said, I'd like to buy this kayak. I said, I'll be up next week. And I'll, now, I'm in a, now you know, I'm in a Hobie. And it was just like, you know, that thing, you know, parts of uh, where I live, you know, on the Shenandoah River back in Virginia, you know, it's full skinny water places and well, you know, you got the kick fins underneath and the mast is starting to bend up. And I'm just like, man, this is killing me. And it's a tank to paddle. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, there's got to be a different kayak out there. Just sure enough, Bonafide had came out. And I was just like, man, I want to get a Bonafide. You know, that's a skinny water kayak. Sure enough, I sold the Hobie, went to a Bonafide. And I was just like, well, that's pretty cool, you know. And I put a motor in front of it. I seen some guy had a motor, Gene Jensen. You guys may have heard of him. Oh, Fluke Master, yeah. <laughs> I think I've heard <laughs> exactly, of him. I know. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> They're like, they had motors. And I was just like, man, so I put a motor in the front of mine. And I was like, okay, so now I got my lake one. I was like, but I still want a skinny water one. So then I got a new canoe for Flint. So I'm like, I'm good, you know. And then I was just like, well, these are cool. But, man, I really love that Hobie. So I sold them, and I got back into uh, the Hobie 360, which is I'm in now, you know. I'm just like, this this is a rabbit hole, man. Like, I was telling you, yeah. you know, before you got on, it, this kayak bastard is a hell of a rabbit hole, man. Once you start down that hole, you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. So, so I went, you know, from the, from the, from the, like, I think it was like $15, you know, Kmart, Walmart fishing rod to now, you know, I'm dropping, you know, $250, $300 on reels and rods, and I'm sitting there going, you know. When How I did I get fishing, here? <laughs> yeah, like in the fishing in the 70s when I was doing it as a kid, you know, you went to Kmart because there was, there was like a Walmart, man. You got to Kmart, and you got this damn reel already ready. And I don't even know if it was monofill. I don't know if it was fluorocarbon. I don't know what it was, but I was catching fish with that. You know, now here we are, 2021, and I'm sitting there going, okay, I got to have 65-pound braid on this one. I got to have 30-pound braid on this one. I got to have 8-pounder braid on this one. I'm going, we didn't worry about that shit back in the 70s. We just do something out there and hope that it didn't break your line, you know? like, And then you got to have a certain lure for this. You got to have a certain bait for this. You got, I'm like, huh. yeah. It, it, once I said, you get on this rabbit hole, it's forever. But it's a great thing, you know, like I said, yeah, I've met amazing folks who, you know, if I'd have never been into this, I would have never, have, you know, met. Um, it circles back to, you know, meeting some of the people in KBN, 
you know, um, me and Ryan fished this past uh, year. We were out in uh, Arkansas. Me, Ryan, Shane Williams, um, David Kittrell, we shared a house in Arkansas. We were fishing out there. Um, let me see who else if I... Uh, well, my buddy's back from Virginia, you know, when we took off, we went to Sharon Harris, and then we went to Kentucky Lake. Um, the guys I've met here in Alabama, we ended up down in Seminole State in a place, you know. It's like traveling around seeing and meeting these people, and, and it's been amazing. It really has been. It really is. Like I said, like we mentioned, it's if we focus on the negative, we'll find only negative stuff, but... There's a yeah. lot, a lot more positive aspects about the kayak fishing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 99%, 99% of, of the experience you have in kayak fishing is positive. If we just, yeah. for whatever I, reason, it's human tendency. No matter what we do, that we focus on that one negative thing. Um, sure. And that ruins sure. our day. That ruins our experience. <clears throat> that's just yeah, yeah. just the, the way we are as humans. That's the way we are wired. But when you look at, at it, you're like, no, I had a great time. I, you know, I did it. Maybe there was one engagement on the water where it wasn't the pleasant. But how many friends did you meet at that house, at that meetup, yeah. at that tournament? So why don't we focus on that yeah. instead of focusing on one maybe um, not so yeah. pleasant interaction? Yeah. But again, you know, it's, I, we're humans. We're all guilty of it. Yeah, you know, and I, and I, failed, to, I failed to mention, you know, um, some of my buddies back home in, um, uh, in my uh, Maryland kayak club, you know, living down here, we had a tournament just last year on, um, uh, I think it was Henry Neely, the Gaston um, Hobie BOS, you know, and some of my buddies who I hadn't had a chance to see when I moved here, um, Jake Harshman and, and um, Aaron White, you know, they came down from Pennsylvania and Delaware, and we all stayed in the same house together. You know, we all fished together. Everybody had a great time. Um, you know, that's where I got to meet um, Jim Orr and Jackson Orr. Um, great people. That's where I met Dylan Lowry. He was up there. Jordan Marshall was up there. Like I said, Jake Harshman. Aaron was there. Dave Cottrell was there. I think we had like 10 deep in there, you know. Um, Jesse Havelson, you know. So here's guys who – from back home's club came down here people who i'm fishing without this club we all met here people i've never met over here all and now we're all living in the same house together for like three four five days and you got to meet people who once again like i said if i had never got into this sport i'd have never ever met these people and i'm going to tell you absolutely 100 amazing folks yes we're all human yes we have our good days yes we have our bad days but, you know, man, at the end of the day, you know, we're all human beings and, and you know, they're great folks. They really are. Really are. They, it really is. And uh, now that you've – I lost count. I wanted to go back to this. How many kayaks how, now have you owned in the span of how many years? I think I'm at, I think I'm at like eight now in three years, four years. Eight kayaks in three years. Good Lord. My wife thought I had a problem. God, yeah. kayaks in three yeah. years. It's it's crazy. I mean, I'm telling you, like <laughs> it's it's the rabbit hole. I'm telling you, I you know, know. I, I get it. You know, people can spend what they can spend. Yeah. And I don't sit there and I don't sit there and say, okay, well, this guy fishing out of a sit-in sun dolphin with that Kmart rod can fish just as well as this guy sitting in a 360 in yeah. a $700 setup. You know what? I haven't met a fish yet that come up to my lure or line and kayak and said, you know what? You're not really that good of a kayak. So I'm going to go over to this one. You know what I mean? It don't <laughs> matter. It don't. You know what? Just yeah. some people can afford to hire in stuff and some yeah. people can't. But the bottom line is, is you're on the water, you're in that little plastic boat, and you're catching fish and you're having fun. And if you're not, Make sure you get them good pictures of that sunset or that sun coming yeah. up because you got to have something to throw up on the internet, man. You got to have something to throw up there, you know. That's, That's why I said, you know, it don't, it, it really it don't to me, you know. I don't care if you have a $2 rod or if you got an $800 rod. As long as you're catching fish and having fun on the water, who gives a shit? Really, who cares? That's very but true. We like, but we like poking fun at each other. We do. We do. Yeah. It's... It's one of those things when you're on the water, it doesn't matter. It's, it, all it matters is your talent, you know, yeah. for catching fish and, and having a good yeah. time. I always say, yeah. like,
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I have a Hobie 360, um, and I enjoy it. I can afford it, but I'm not going to make my, you know, think of myself as a superior angler just because Amen. somebody out there, you know, that guy in a crescent, I hate to say Brandon, I'm thinking of Drew Gregory, and I'm not saying crescent because because I think crescent is a, a, a cheap brand or anything like that. I'm thinking because crescent is such a simple, you know, like Drew Gregory fishes out of crescent, and it, it's it's just bare to the bone kind of thing, you know. When he yeah. fishes a Hobie and all that, he doesn't have a motor, he doesn't have pedal, he has paddles. So, no offense, I'm not saying that crest the Hobie is better than crescent. I'm just putting you see what i got myself into now i have to explain myself well you'll have to <laughs> my point <laughs> everybody's my point everybody is, you yeah. shut up just now anyway yeah. so it don't matter you know so. <laughs> it is my point was that it doesn't matter what you fish out of as long as you're right. out it, there it on the water and you're having right. fun and you right. and you're getting what you can afford there's no people ask me is it worth the whole b360 it's worth it if you can afford it if you cannot afford yeah. it, it doesn't matter how good of a, of a kayak fish, a kayak fishing machine it is. If you can't right. afford it, right. it's not worth it because you don't want to get into that. Because at the end of the day, it's just just uh, a sport or a pastime. You know, it's yeah, not. that's it's all not, it you, is. You don't yeah. you don't need this to live. You well, kind of need it to survive and and you know <laughs> right. be a better person yeah. uh, when you're not in the water. But really, it's not. You don't need to have a Hobie 360. You don't need to have yeah. a a spot lock. You don't need to have nope. a um, live scope. All you need to do yeah. is have a life jacket, a couple of rods, and whatever kayak you can afford. Yeah, yeah. You know that's what it's about, right there. You know whatever can get you on the water with the income that you have and, and can afford. I, I, you know, I, I haven't to this day, and I know I won't because, you know, I've been brought up a lot different. I'm not going to go by somebody and go, well, he's in a sun dunk. Well, I'll never fish with that guy. No, you know what I mean? Like, I just can't do that, you know? Kind of take a look at yourself in the mirror when you do that say, wow. Yeah. You know, that's that's not the right thing to do, you know? You should be out there helping out people, you know, and, and doing whatever you can to help them out. Christine Fisher just posted on, and I actually – um I reposted it on my Facebook account, shameless plug. You can follow me in Bass Kayak and Beers Facebook and Instagram. But I reposted <laughs> something that she posted on Instagram and Facebook, which is she talked to somebody. I, I'm the gist of it. She talked to somebody on the water at the Susquehanna River at that Hobie BOS cinnamon. The person she was talking to saying, "Hey, I'm throwing a bus bait because I saw your video last year. I bet you regret posting." And she's like, "Absolutely not." The fact that you're throwing the bus bait that I posted on my video because you saw my video is a win more important yeah. or something along yeah. the lines that it's a yeah. win, you know. Yeah. And that, yeah. that of all the posts that I've posted, I think that's the one that has more likes. And, yeah. and it is true, you know. That's the mentality we have to approach to with it. You know, and I get it. Sometimes you when you the tournament, you don't want to give out the secrets and all that. But sure. at the same time, it's it's great when you share experiences. If you don't want to give out the waypoints, you want to give your techniques, that's fine. You can still show appreciation and support to other people by helping them with the basics of kayak fishing and not yeah. Yeah, shaming yeah, yeah. them or making fun of them, you know. Yeah. I mean I can't I I, I, I and I've had it for me, done for me, and I've helped people, you know, I've I've had people tell me, you know, hey, you getting anything? No, I'm not getting anything. Here, try this. And then it worked. You know, and then in the same token, I'm catching stuff. And, you know, I reached out to a friend. Hey, are you getting them? No, nope. well, here's what I'm using. You know, it's all about that. You know, let's let's not get it twisted, though. I mean, we're not sitting here spending $250, you know, for bass tournament. And we're not spending $260 yeah. for a Hobie just to say, you know what? I ain't got nothing else to do. I'm going to give my money away. No, you're still going to be competitive. You know, we all have that competitive nature in us or we wouldn't be doing this. 
So, I mean, yeah, you are going to keep the juice in your pocket for a while. But at the same time, you want to see other people succeed, too. Now, if you're five miles up the river from me or the lake, of course I'm going to sit there and tell you exactly what I'm throwing. You know, I mean, it's not like you're right here fishing with me anyway. But there has been at times, you know, it's happened to me and I've done it, too, you know, two foot, ten foot. And they're like, man, what are you catching more? And I'd be like, um... <laughs> yeah yeah that you know i mean that, you know i mean because once again you know i didn't come here just to give my 250 260 dollars yeah. away to anybody now you know our little grassroots 35 40 tournament yeah. you know in your local i don't give a hoot you know here's exactly what i'm throwing you know have fun with it you know um, it's not for me i love my job and i work for the federal government in it i love my job it pays me well the money that kayak bass fishing is not life-changing, money-altering life to where I'm going to sit there and go, for me, this is for me. Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and hand in my two weeks notice to the federal government and say, I'm now going to go to bass fishing because I can make a couple dollars here. It's just not there. I love my job. I am passionate about my job. As I'm as passionate in for the fishing, but it's once again, it's not like I just won the lotto of forty million or I'm going to quit my job. Yeah. For me, you know, I just enjoy being out there with people, enjoy fishing, having a great time. If I win, great. If I lose, great. I don't care because I have a great job. So it's not like I need to win tournaments in order to my life to keep going. For me. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, going back to something you said that um, uh, if you're in a tournament like a Hobie BOS, KBF, Bass Nation Kayak Series, um, and you go up to somebody and ask them what you're catching them on, don't expect anything other than a middle finger because that is a disrespectful question. Yeah. Like I yeah. like let's put let's put in perspective. Yes, we are about yeah. growing the community. We are about helping each other out. But once tournament starts, lines in, you don't go up to somebody and say, "Hey, what you catch him on?" Come on, man. That's oh, it's a wrap. That's yeah. that that's bushily. You yeah. don't you know. And if you get that middle <laughs> finger, don't go on social media and rant about it because you totally deserve it. All right, you, well, you just and, don't do and, that. And, and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, we've all been around. Yeah. We've all been around this thing long enough now. You know, don't do that. Yeah. We know that. You know what I mean? You're, you just don't. You know, and, and, and people still do that. No. It happens. Once again, I'm fine with it. If it's a brand new, and, and come on, we all know our local clubs. We all know our local trails. If you got a new angler coming into the game, I'm totally fine with helping them because they probably more likely don't know. But just like you said, if you're in a tournament, I'll be damned if I'm on Pickwick. I'm going to go up to somebody and say, hey, what did you catch that on? I'm just not going to do that because you don't do that. You know, I mean, you unless it's your friend, that. you know, that that's a different matter. Yeah. That's, that's uh, special, but somebody that you I mean, don't know, hey. <laughs> no, you yes. know what, though? We do it. You know what? And, and it's great to share information like that. That's why I said, you know, it's not for me. That's why I said it's not life changing money that i'm winning here you know so it's just like you know but but there is i don't even know if it's like the thin line between black and white is even gray with that kind of stuff you know like that line is just so thin but you don't you know you, you shouldn't be asking but you know what somebody ought to be smart enough to know you know if you're asking somebody's gonna probably lie to you yeah you know, they're not really like life, you but like lead you. Yeah, they're using a whopper plopper with a sinker on the back of it. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, I get it. But yeah, no, like I said, it's it's one of those things where you want to enjoy the sport, you want to grow it, but there's there's yeah. a fine line between you know, um, growing the sport and competing in the sport. You know, you want to you yeah. want to yeah. have that balance. You know, and yeah. then for those that that are new to the sport, yeah, you know you. Go to your go to your local trails, and I I started when I started kayak fishing. And I started going into tournaments. My main thing about it is like I'm not gonna win any money. I'm I'm at this point. I'm just donating money to the winner. But I was like, right. 
that is a good way to talk to people and learn after the tournament is done and we're all you know lines out at the boat ramp talking then i'll ask hey man you know i'm new at this i struggle with mm -hmm. this what did it work for you what did you saw you know and you'll get answers at that point but you know but for the tournament or mid tournament it's not it's not the time to ask those stuff um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know what i mean and 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 then here you go, you know, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many tournaments, you know, I've been at the house, you know, when we get Airbnbs. I don't like taking time off from work, you know, so no. I actually, and I telework, so I actually will go to a tournament, like we'll show up at a house on Wednesday or Thursday. Well, I'm working while everybody's out pre-fishing. I'm sitting on my laptop working, but at the same time, I got my other laptop where I'm looking at Tupper maps or I'm looking at... YouTube videos where people have fished these areas before. So, I mean, I, I'm not technically fishing it, pre-fishing it, but I am because I'm doing math study on it. You know, I never, I gotta say this, I never would have thought that I would be that guy. Once again, I don't care if I win or lose, but the competitiveness in me, I would not think that I would be sitting there with a laptop looking at these maps and all that doing math study. I just didn't see myself doing it when I first got into this. That's why I said it. And that's all part of that, that rabbit hole stuff. You're not just doing this to give your money away because you got you really want to try. You want to succeed at this. You know, you want to, as you said, I don't want to go in there and just going, you know, I'm just giving my money away, you know, just to catch zero, you know. We, we all try our best, you know, while we're out there. And we can't say it wasn't a lack of me not trying because I'm sitting here looking at maps and looking at videos. I'm trying these things, you know, sometimes it worked and damn it, sometimes it don't. It really, it's, yeah. it, it happens like that. It, it happens. But I will say, I, the, the people that got that damn live scope and active and live target, man, you know, fishing in a barrel, fishing in a barrel to me. Yeah. To me. I, I haven't tried it. I'm actually doing a, uh, I'm going to meet up with somebody that, um, um it's actually making uh, I, i'm making a custom order trailer for my kayak and the guy who's welding it actually has a, is a fishing guide so he's going to be taking me crappy fishing with him once the trailer is done and mm -hmm. um he has that live scope so i'm interested to see i'm going to finally see how live scope works now granted i am more of the not that i'm that good i'm not comparing myself but my method of fishing is more like what drew gregory does which is just like back skinny waters um vegetation where life scope is really like it's not really gonna um make a difference in the way i fish now sure. as i grow to the sport there may be come the time where i'm like like today for example i went to whitney lake where there's no grass and the water temperature is close to 90 degrees it's 100 degrees outside water clarity is like five feet well, guess what? Mm. There's no there. I couldn't even find them on skinny water because they're not there because it's too hot. So at this point, sure. it's like and I was thinking today, it's like a live scope now <laughs> would probably make my uh, difference in my day because there's no yeah. way I'm going to find them on shallow creek waters at this temperature at this time of the day. Now, I did right. in the early in the day, but once the sun gets high, it's like, yeah, you definitely gonna mm -hmm. need something like that now there are people out there that don't need it and still able to find five fish i'm not at that skill level yet hopefully one day i will so for me, yeah for me a live scope at this at at that <laughs> style of fishing in those conditions yeah that'll probably make a difference but then again i haven't seen it i don't know how great it is i'm always my thing with it is like i'm gonna buy it because it's on special and then a week later that brand new live scope thing came out and i'm gonna be like ah oh, dang that now that i would do it. and now i just yeah. bought this and now i want the new features because you know it's i'm not yeah. gonna stop at it i'm not gonna stop yeah. at i'm I, th there's gonna be another breakthrough in technology applied to yeah. fishing then now <clears throat> it's gonna be another two or three thousand dollars and now i'm gonna yeah, yeah. i just spent <laughs> yeah. three thousand dollars on this six months later <laughs> break the yeah. technology guess what i'm doing that now <laughs> so yeah and you know i know a couple people that have it you know that yeah. have the live scope in the in the in the active target or live target i know people that have it that's why i said <clears throat> to me yes i could go get it if i wanted it yeah but i for me i don't think that it's really going to help me 
I, I really I don't. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I, I pretty much use my my. I got the um, Lawrence um, Elite FS nine. Nice. The newest one that just came out. But I have to spend another twelve hundred just for the for the live target transducer. Well, I don't really want to do that because. I only really use it. My fish finder four is basically for water temperature, yeah, and like and, and 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 like you know depth wise. I mean, I know when I'm skinny water, I don't take it. You know what I mean? But like, I want to know if you know, am I going to be fishing at ten foot? Am I going to be at twelve foot? Am I going to be at fifteen foot? You know, and water temperature. Like I said, they're the only two. Yeah, I got this eye imaging and the down scan and all that. That's cool, but I for me don't really figure i can't figure it out yet you know yeah. i've tried i've watched videos I'm, I'm just not that electronic guy and i'm okay with that but as long as i can tell water temperature and in depth i pretty much know up here what i should be throwing and what i need to be throwing so you know and i and, and it's to me this is me again personally i don't know if pan optics and all that like i said fishing in a barrel just because you put it there don't mean it's going to bite either. Yeah. You know? Rolando so. Nandin, I had Rolando Nandin on my podcast. He's a great angler here from Texas. And he was talking about, he won a tournament um, this year, a tournament that I was, um, the TKC, I think it was, in Belton Lake. Um, he caught him offshore. So my approach to that lake was the whole, um, let's go to Google Earth, waypoint it. Um, and transfer that information to my trans to my fish finder and it worked mm -hmm. out great now i didn't because of more like rookie mistakes i didn't land my five fish but i found my five bites then i don't sure. think it would have won the tournament but if i think i would have ended i think i was looking at it i would have ended probably either tied or below matt scotch uh matthew scotch who was on that tournament as well because i had some mm -hmm. nice bites i just you know rookie mistakes um, but going back to uh, my point with Rolando Landini, when, when I was talking to him on the podcast, he was saying, yes, to him, the live score won the tournament for him. You know, not to take away from sure. his great, he's a great, he's an accomplished angler um, um, before that. But he told me, but when he got it, it was like two years ago, there was no YouTube, there was no fish in the moment uh, YouTube channel to kind of break it down like the guy does now. So he had to learn it by himself. He says it took him two years to kind of like hone in the skill of applying what he's seen to his wow. fishing for it to, you know, transfer into success. Because back there sure. was no YouTube. Sure. It was just read, read the manual and figure it out, you know. Yeah. Okay, what am I yeah. looking at? Is that a crap? Is that a bass? You know, how is yeah. it reacting to my bait? And now... It, it, he on the conversation he came out like well you probably kids now or guys now girls too if you get one now or probably learning curve probably less because of youtube now has a bunch of videos sure. like i said fish in the moment sure. it breaks it down amazingly um so it'll probably be less but just because you got that doesn't mean just because you got it doesn't mean the next day you're gonna put up a five fish limit and gonna win the hobie bos let's yeah no matter. you're absolutely correct yeah. you're absolutely correct as i said for me like yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting it figured out, but I mean, I'm really not. I don't sit here and take the time to learn all of it. I just don't. Yeah. I guess my ADD just don't allow me. It's just like, okay, put it on there. Yeah, that's a good looking screen. Yep. Okay, those arcs are supposed to be fished. Okay, that's great. I don't sit there and go into the depth of it. You know, that's just for me. Yeah. If I can see, like I said, if I can just see my water temperature and I can see my depth. I pretty much, and we all do by now, know what we're going to throw in this situation, what we would throw in this situation, in hopes that you know we get that bite. You know, I don't, I don't. I would like say that's just for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not just relying on that. You know, to, to yeah. get me my fish just because they're there. Don't, and once again, as you said, it don't mean they're going to bite. Yeah, it's part it just, of it's part of a puzzle, but it's not the full picture. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's I, the I way mean, I see it. Now, I've, I've been on side scans where I see, okay, there's structure, and I throw a drop shot, and I'll, uh, let's see, I'm, I'm on uh, open water, and I find mm -hmm. structure. I'll drop a, I'll, you know, put a drop shot, crawl, 
20 feet, boom. And I, and I start getting, you know, bites one after another. Then you see like, okay, mm -hmm. yes, now the fish finder worked. But it was more like piecing the puzzle. Okay, now what am I looking for? I'm looking for structure. Found the structure. Is there fish there? Yeah. I see spots. There are fish there. Is there bass? Hopefully. Should be. Throw right. the drop shot. Get it. Or throw whatever you're going to throw that's deep diving. Uh, crankbaits, uh, heavy bladed jigs, jigs, whatever. It's right. just part of a puzzle. Um, so. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like you said, yeah. we all hope, the key word is hope, we get a bite. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, they might not be hitting that, you know, yeah. that five to eight foot, you know, crankbait. You, you'd be crazy. Like all of a sudden in the summertime, you'd like throw a spoon down there. You're like, why the hell am I ripping a spoon in the middle of summer or a blade? You know, that's generally like, you know, wintertime stuff for me back home. Yeah. You know, here I am in 90 degree water and I'm just sitting there ripping this thing up like this and I'm going, man, I, you got to hope that they get a bite, you know, you just got to hope that they bite, you know, so it's just, I just watched the MLF this weekend, you know, or this week, you know, with Jacob Wheeler when, you know, as great as a, as a angler he is, when he goes an hour and 45 minutes without even getting a bite, and he's got, you know, we've all seen his boat. He's got three, you know, 15-inch screens up front. And now when he goes and, you know, for an hour and 50 minutes without getting a bite, I'm going to tell you, when I go two hours without a bite, I love it. Because I'm just like, I don't have none of the stuff he has. Yeah. And, like, I can't get a bite. And he's got everything in the world, you know, and he can't get a bite. It's just like, I'm like, I'm successful right there, you know. It's just like, it just happens, you know, it happens. But the studio, you know, the heck of it is, though, as soon as that tournament's over, we're right back at our calendar looking at when our next tournament is. Yeah. You Very know, true. we really are. I, I, I know for me, I know for me, it's like, when's that next tournament? You know, because I, 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 I like, I love the excitement of it, you know, of getting up at three in the morning and driving there, you know, um, the passion that other anglers that I have have doing this, you know, it's great being around people like that who want to do this, you know, um, that's to me what it's about, you know, it's the people that make it, you know, it really, it is. Yeah. It's great to catch that, you know, 18, 19, 21, 22 inch fish. But if you take the fish out of it, it's the people what make it. Yeah. It really is, you know, it's the people. That's that's the big win, that connections in my opinion. Yeah. You can't put a price tag on that yeah. on that connection you have with people. Yep, you know what? I want $180 today, you know, at my local tournament. But the greatest thing I had is when so and so was out there and damn near flipped his kayak trying to get that fish. Or so and so was sitting there throwing hissy fit because he had one on and he missed it that stuff right there you can't put a price tag on that yep. you know and that's for me that's what i love about because i love joking and i love carrying on i love clowning with people while i'm out on the water i love doing that kind of stuff you know it's, it is stressful because we make it stressful on ourselves mm. oh, i know i need that bite i need that third fish or i need that fifth fish i need this man i will sit there and start clowning on people laughing and make jokes of them because i mean you know have fun relax relax yeah. we're just it, that's just me though that's just me no but it's true i mean i guess it, it gets competitive but at the same yeah. time it's like i've never disappointed when i'm on a tournament unless obviously i skunk because then it's like no crap you know but losing the tournament sure. is like yeah you know i want to win i'm there to win it but at the same time i'm like yeah oh, you know what <laughs> I, it wasn't my best tournament but hey let me meet up some people let me get let me pick their brains on what they work for them you know and yeah. you know and sh once you know the tournament is done i can share some information get some information and make human connections um to get to make mm -hmm. great people because nobody's it's hard to find somebody that's um mad when they're fishing you know yeah i yeah. mean when you're not catching you can get mad but burr, still burr. i mean once you're in the water you're in the water you're happy man no, yeah. it doesn't matter for yeah. most of us are just happy to be on the water and enjoying the yeah. the um, the adventure and the competitiveness of it. Yeah, you know, I, I will say this, you know, when I moved down here and I got in with the two clubs that I'm with down here, um, Coleman um, Kayak Anglers and Iron City Kayak Anglers here in, uh, in Alabama, um, you know, these people have been open-armed 
when I came down here, you know, I obviously knew nobody. I got into their clubs, you know, and I got to fishing with them. It all circles back to that kayak community. It's so tight knit. These people knew this person and I knew this person and I knew this person. And then, oh, I stayed in the house with that person. Well, I fished with that person here. And next thing you know, everybody starts opening up and it's like, it's the craziest thing, man. Like people are welcoming, you know, from Virginia to Maryland to Alabama. I mean, people I've met from Texas, from Louisiana to Florida to Pennsylvania, to New York. Like these people that I've all met have just been open armed, grateful to help out. And I'm telling you, man, like you can't, where do you put a price tag on that? You know, where do you put a price tag on that? You know, um, just, and we all witnessed it, you know, um, with Save JT, TJ. Yeah. Come on, man. What that Come that was on. such amazing, that is such amazing. Come on. You know, I can't. Big shout out to Ryan Lambert and everybody oh, at KBA. Yeah. Jeff Mallard too. Jeff Mallard too, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but everybody that participated. Catherine Fields, who donated um, in auction. I met Catherine several uh, times. Yeah, great human being. I mean, yeah. How can you not meet Catherine? Not fall in love with her? I mean, she's such a great person. Yeah, such a great human being. Yeah, it's I mean, come on, well. look. You know, Joe Max steps up. Yeah. Here, take take my money. You know, come on, man, come on. You get, I get goosebumps just thinking about it, man. It really does. Right there, they are. Look at that. Right there, yeah. they are. There <laughs> I mean, go. it's yes, we have our differences. Yes, we're going to poke fun. Yes, somebody might take a little bit too far. Yes, you might get a ban here. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, everybody's right there for everybody. You know, they really are, you know, whether some people want to tend to believe that or whether people don't want to believe that, you know what, you can call anybody from any state that you're at and I'll guarantee you somebody will be there to help you in just a second. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for people that, and I get it. Some people just, you know, KBN group is not your taste. I get it. I understand. It can get, it can get heavy sometimes. For those people that are like, oh, I hate the KBN group. Look what they, those people did. That, that same group of people from the AKA safe pool. And I say that chicken tongue, you know, just a joke. Um, they, look what they all got together and accomplished too. Yeah. And I've, I've said this many times. I said it on my last podcast where I had Ryan Lambert, not just saving JT, but saving, potentially saving the life of whoever comes after JT that may be suffering from yeah. this disease. Yeah. So look what you it's, know, bigger more, more, it's bigger than more us more than 80 more than eighty thousand dollars raised so ain't that something you know i mean kayak fishing is bigger people. than us yeah man. it is it really it is you know we're just a bunch of we're just a bunch of human beings floating around on a piece of plastic catching fish but at the same time we're helping somebody else who we don't know i didn't know that child at all but you know what i had no problem giving my 50 dollars up to him. you know because it's for that cause it's for you know the greater good of life you know i mean come on man we're going to spend 50 dollars on unless it's all with some stupid shit anyway why not put it toward a cause that's going to help a child live you know or another child live or another child you know just some people just looked at it different you know i i i don't know I just, I'm just a different person, man, you know? What the hell's 50 well, bucks, you know? Yeah. We all need to be different if that's the case, right? Yeah. Be more like you. Yeah. What I meant to say, be more like you. Twiggy, thank you so much, man. It's an yeah, honor man. to have I you appreciate it. On, my, on, on my podcast. I hope you come back soon, man. Yeah, I will. I promise, man. Thank you guys so much for having me, man. I appreciate Dan reaching out to you, man. You know, hopefully some people will learn stuff about me that they didn't, you know, and I'm sure I'll probably get unfriended now after today. If they unfriend you, you don't need them in your life, my friend. <laughs> That's right. More people need to be your friend, man. More people need to be your hey, friend. Thank and you if so they much. are, they're a better person for it. Amen. Thank you so much for your podcast, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Thanks. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Before I leave you, Frank, um, any final thoughts you want to share? Anybody you want to thank? Um, sponsors, family members, anything, anybody, anywhere. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, first and foremost, let's thank God, you know, for, for allowing yes. us to be here today, you know, um, and, and giving us the opportunity to do what we do, you know, whether it be our job, whether it be out here fishing and having a good time. You know, I can say this for me personally, um, and this once again for me, I'm glad I don't have sponsors because I like doing things the way I want to do it, use the baits that I want to use, the lore that I want to use, that's what I want. You know what I mean? That's just for me. Um yeah. But I mean, I thank everybody, you know, in the kayak community um, from day one, you know, who's took me under their wing with NVKBA and all the way down here to my to my two clubs here in Alabama and everybody in between, you know, for helping, the, you know, a new guy out like me and showing me the ropes and giving me a bunch of shit. But, you know, also, you know, having a great time doing it. So, you know, um, yeah, I thank everybody, man, for real. I, I, I truly, I do. And people know me know that I, I, I truly speak from the heart, you know, when I say that, you know, I, I appreciate everybody I've met so far. We're fortunate to have you in the kayak fishing community, Frank. Thank you. Yeah, man, thank you. And thank you for all you've done, you know. Thank you. Let's not forget that. Amen. So, Frank, uh, I've had you for an hour, over an hour, so I don't want to take too much of your time. I really appreciate <laughs> it. I hope, we, I hope we can keep in contact, man, and... Uh, you know, uh, love to see you get a big W on some of the tournaments and have Excellent. you back on the show and talk about that. And if Excellent, not, we'll find hey, out really to have it. you. <laughs> My pleasure, man. Hey, take care, brother. Take care, buddy. Thanks for those out there listening. Thank you so much. Remember, if you're going to be out in the water, please wear your PFDs. Stay safe. Big thank you to Douglas Rod, our sponsor for this podcast. Go to DouglasOutdoors.com. Check out their full lineup of LRS rods and X Matrix. Thanks again, everyone. Have a great day.